Okay, here we are at the beginning of Parshas Chukas. And Parshas Chukas opens with the first Aliyah and a little bit, and part of the second Aliyah, all talking about the Paraduma, which as Rashi tells us is called a chok, because it's one of those things that other people looking from the outside who aren't Jews and don't understand that Hashem can make rules and give us mitzvos, even things that we don't have any explanation for. But it's from Hashem, and, and that is what our obligation is. That's our commandment. It's called a chok, is a mitzvah that, that we don't even claim to have any understanding of. That's one point that Rashi makes. The second thing is that um, at, to explain the, the uh, process and the uniqueness of the paraduma, Rashi does something that is reasonably unique. It happens only a few times in Rashi's commentary on the Chumash, where he explains it once, and then he explains it entirely again. So we'll do that. Um, and so this is really the first and part of the second aliyah, um, the story of the Paraduma. The Paraduma in English is called the Red Heifer, and the Red Heifer's process is extensive. Um, a person who is ritually impure, what we call Tameh, um, tame from contact, impure from contact with a dead body. A dead body, um, as the Torah explains here, as the, as the verses go through, could be from being in the same room, a covered room, could be on outside from physical contact. Um, and, a thing, everything bec- and the person becomes impure. Now, to remove that state of impurity um, is very important. As we discussed in, in previous Torah portions, as we put our puzzle pieces together, someone who is impure, different levels of impurity, has to, it has limitations on which parts of the Jewish encampment he could go into. And for us, you know, in the times of the temple, it would be very important he wouldn't be able to go into the temple. So he has to attain his status of purity. To do this, there's this very unusual process where you have to bring a red heifer. Red, red means that the hair that grows on the heifer is entirely red to the point there aren't even two black hairs together um, at any point. It's, it's complete. It's total. And <clears throat> then you do this, then there's a process where it's slaughtered by a non-Kohen, and then there's a process of burning it down to ash, and then taking the ash, putting it into water, and sprinkling it on the third and the seventh day to purify the person. And this is all very important to ensure that a person who became impure can now go back to his... Um, go back to his regular status, be able to enter the temple and do all the work and do all the normal things that a Jew would do, whether he's a Kohen or a non-Kohen, to, um, to be able to become pure. Now, the, the, each time that, the, that a para-aduma, that a red heifer was burnt, was a very, very significant, very, very unusual and special experience. The reason for that is, is that it happened very rarely, and it was very important because everybody needed this, um, needed this, um, needed this ash, this ash for the process of becoming purified whenever they were in contact with someone who was who, with a not with a with a dead body. So whenever one was burned, um, it would be divided into three sections. One that was kept just as a keepsake. The Torah says there's, you have to keep a portion of it. That so You have a little container of ash from all of them that were ever done. One. One was distributed throughout all the different tribes. Um, so that any, anybody in any part of Israel, of the land of Israel, who needed it could get it when they, when they needed to become purified. And then the third one was kept 
um, was kept so that whenever a new one was done on Har HaMishcha, the, this special um, mountain where they did it, where the process was done, it would be, it also have mixed in ash from all of the other ones. So the Torah says this is the, this is the rules of the red heifer of the Paraduma, um, and this is the one that's called the para of Moshe. Moshe's para aduma. And after that, there's so few of them that each one is called by whose it is. That is the first approach to, that Rashi gives just to explain and understand what it is that's happening.